Zimbraconda is a proud supporter of Wisconsin Badger Athletics. If you're looking to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Honda, buy local. Part of the Madison community since 1973, Zimbraconda's customer service is second to none. Experience it today for yourself. Shop local. Shop Zimbraconda. Gold medalist Matt Hamilton. Judgmental Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. A blind date leads off the NBA draft last night. Hubba hubba! As the Orlando Magic make their pick, and they picked someone they had never ever, ever worked out in person. They had a few phone calls with him. But other than well, that's that... Good. That's good, at least. Really? If you're trying out a new member... Just call, the, call them up and, hey, what you wearing? <laughs> you want to join the team? You want to wear blue and black? <laughs> right? He's Matt Hamilton. <laughs> I'm Jim Rutledge. Rough. This is the Rutledge and Hamilton takeover of Wildey and Tausch. America's favorite executive producer, Jesse Nelson, behind the glass. We have a couple. Uh, it was Paulo Banchero is the number one pick by the Magic. They didn't work him out. Kind of surprising. I want to get to some of the NBA picks from, from last night there. But we do have uh, a couple. Con- we have one contest going on. So we want to continue whether you can tweet at Jim and Matt. And while at Jim and Matt, you can see Matt and I on our video stream. You can text in or you can call in 844-770-3776 on the first Midwest Bank Talk and Text Line. Your toast of the weekend. Who do you think deserves a shout-out on the air? Uh, we're going to shout-out everyone that you text or call in, uh, but Matt's going to pick his favorite at the end, and we're going to give away a bottle of Central Standards Pour Ready Cocktail, whether that's the Cherry Mule or the Door County Cherry Vodka. We will give away a bottle to your pick. At the end, Matt will make the pick for his favorite one. So we have that going on. We also are asking for boat names for Mr. Matt Hamilton. Right now, it seems like you like the Hog Line, or Hamilton's Hog Line. <laughs> Lightning. You like the Golden Hammer. <laughs> sure. Uh, Goldilocks. Goldie Rocks. Goldie Rocks, excuse me. Can't, yeah, and then what's, do you have another, you have a fourth place right now? I don't know. Frozen Stone's not bad. Frozen Stone is another one. So you can chime in on that as well uh, throughout the show. And uh, I also want to get to the, the draft there. And I'll ask this part first, and we'll get to real basketball stuff. But a blind date in sports does not seem like a good idea. Like if I if I'm a fan of the Magic, I'm a little bit like okay. I know this guy was viewed as like the third best pick, but maybe you work him out. Have you guys had ever had a successful blind date? I don't think I've ever been on a blind date. No blind date. Now, like, have you been on like a date where you saw a picture or something? Like, what do you define as a blind date? Well, so for me, I met my significant other Jen like in 2008 so you've been out of the game for a while 2009 so yeah. like we didn't have Tinder or anything yeah and I never like none of my buddies were ever like hey I got this girl I think you'd be great with you should go out on a date with her so like I met these people and then asked them out like old school old school style like what what's old school to you like going to a party or a bar or wherever and then interacting Hitting it off, getting a number, Which, and then calling. You weren't Olympic gold medalist Matt Hamilton then, so what was your what was your lead? I was still a junior world champion. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, honestly, I met Jen at a party, uh, and I 
uh, she was hanging out with some guys that were on the beer pong table, and me and my buddy Thomas played her friends and just rolled them. Uh-huh. To the point where I was like, go ahead and pick out a cup, sweetheart. And she would pick one and bam, made it. So I was like, I sweetheart. definitely impressed her with my oh, yeah. beer pong skills. Amazing. So oh, much to this. So cool. that she left the party yeah. and then came back to get my number. One of her friends came up to me and was like, hey, that blonde girl that you met earlier, yeah. she's coming back here to get your number, but you should probably just go ahead and ask for it so she doesn't feel like she's doing all the work. She's literally coming back to this party to talk to you. Wow. And then my first question was, are you a Packer fan? And then followed up with, because it was 2008, 2009, how do you feel about Brett Favre? And she well, gave me two very guys. good answers. Okay. So, well, and that's how well, she... one, yes, she's a Packer One, fan. yes, a Packer fan. And she was like, loved what he did for the Packers, really sad about what he's doing right now. So Matt Hamilton's pickup line is, are you a Packer fan? And what do you think about well, Brett no, Favre? That's, I just didn't want to waste my time. If, but, but, but no, that's fair. That was kind of your pickup line, though. Like You just yeah. led right in with that. Yeah. That would be like a qualifier me. Are you a Packers fan? Yes? Okay. See you later. All right. <laughs> I mean, he was really talking trash first was right yes. yeah, yeah. If she said if she said anything else i was gonna lay in may, may, basically matt made everything about him <laughs> yep. which not surprising still doing it yes uh jesse have you been on a blind date so uh a blind date do we count like if you meet somebody on like a dating app as a no. blind date yeah, see, I think 100%, 100%, yeah i would count that yes. yeah that's a more modern blind date you don't still, really know their personality then right and there's filters and fo- you know so, how old is this photo <laughs> catfishing why are you sending me a photo from like eight years ago this is not you <laughs> only one and that worked out like it was fine and nothing really came of it but it was it was one version of a blind date in that sense but what's more of a blind date to me these days is if you ever meet somebody professionally for a lunch or for a uh, happy hour yeah. or for a, a coffee in the morning and you've never actually seen that person and they don't have like a picture on their email address or anything like that you don't know at that point it's not like you're swiping through pictures saying okay yeah this is the this is the person i want to meet to have this meeting <laughs> like you just you're, you're committing to a meeting saying let's meet at this place yeah, but so- then you got to text each other like i'm sitting in this booth or i'm at the bar and yeah. that's more awkward to me when you're like walking in and you don't actually know what someone looks like as you're preparing to meet them the story of my life is my second job here with with good karma brands and the sales side of things yeah i'm meeting people all the time that i don't really know yeah. what they look like but that's so i guess i go on pretty regular blind dates on a business sense of yeah. things yeah uh more video ones now but whatever what uh, do you do do you like uh do you, do you look them up online to see what their I, no, face I, looks I, like I walk he wears a name tag no i know <laughs> i want hey, jim. jim hey jim I, I walk in and say i'm jim rutledge uh and then they, they come find me no i would say <laughs> he just walks in the doorway raises his hands in the yeah. air i am jim rutledge who wants to see me right. i'm here folks line up no uh most of the time you, you get an experience of like you can pick up who's trying to look for someone else in yeah. worst case uh nine times out of ten there's not people at the same time looking for someone. So it's a little trick. You can get like this person's wandering with like trying to look around. You're like, oh, Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh, I'm I'm Jim. Let's uh, I'm sitting over here. Let's grab a cup of coffee. So like that's an easy one. Right. But you kind of wait at the front because usually you want to buy the drink, the coffee, or whatever for that person. If you're gonna do all that, but. The Orlando Magic, with their first pick, essentially just said, I'm going to swipe right on, on Paolo and then just marry him. Like, like, yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, they, they, had some, they had some video of how he played ball. 
Right? Yeah, they right. watch like, and play ball. I, I, none of us use Tinder. There's pictures on Tinder, right? So you had video right. yeah, confirmation. They got, yeah. they got enough to work with. Yeah, yeah. so same thing. Like Again, not, not making it better. They yeah. basically looked at Tinder profile and said, uh, swipe right and let's go uh, down to the courthouse and get married. <laughs> I mean, you know what? This is the NBA, baby. You got to take some chances. So do blind dates work? 844-770-3776. That's the first Midwest Bank talking text line. Give us your blind date story. If you got a great story about how a blind date worked, happy to hear it because I'm sure Magic fans are looking for it. Or if one went terribly bad, that's what we really want to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm really hoping for, to be honest. But uh, another one here uh, with the, the Wizards, they, they went with the guy who everyone thought, again, if we kept the dating thing up, Everyone was setting Johnny Davis up with the Wizards. He worked out for them. Every mock draft, I feel like, had Johnny going to the, to the Wizards. All and, their friends were saying, yeah, hey, yeah. Johnny, you should meet the you Wizards. Guys, you guys are perfect for each other. And they were. They, got, they, yeah. they, they connected. I love Johnny Davis with the Wizards. It seems like Bradley Beal might be leaving that team. I think he's got an opportunity to be their scoring guard. I loved, here, loved him here in Madison. Obviously, we're biased, but he's a hell of a basketball player. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him in the NBA. I believe last night Ben Bruss had some good thoughts on Johnny Davis and what he means. And I can't believe Ben Bruss had good thoughts on the basketball show. No, but Ben Bruss had some really <laughs> wow. good thoughts on what Johnny Davis means to the Badger basketball program and what, by playing in the NBA for the Wizards. This is a big moment for Wisconsin basketball. Because, look, the pedigree is horrible when it comes to success in the NBA. If Johnny can be successful as a local kid from the state of Wisconsin who went to the University of Wisconsin and showed that you don't have to go to a blue blood to make it in the lottery, he was on a team that I think it's almost more impressive in some aspects than what Frank Kaminsky did. Frank Kaminsky had a phenomenal team around him and that team was unbelievable that went to the national final that lost to Duke. Johnny elevated every single one of the players on his team last year and I thought that was the most impressive thing. I think that's a great point. Johnny has the pedigree that Frank didn't have and not, not that that matters completely but Frank was an afterthought recruit and that sometimes happens with taller guys but athletically Johnny Davis was always highly thought of. Johnny Davis had a solid Freshman year for the Badgers for a Badger freshman. They don't let the guys cook like other leagues do. So Johnny, I think, eight points a game. Johnny then plays in with Team USA. That, I think, just expedited his development. And and you could talk about competing at that level, Matt. And then Johnny went from almost like a timid freshman trying to fit in with a team that was not very good in his freshman year. That's yeah. not his fault. And then he went from to Team USA, saw how winners play, and got that winning experience. He got the gold medal on the juniors there, and then came back to the Badgers. And like Ben said, and we've said this all throughout the year on Rutledge and Hamilton, and again, this is Rutledge and Hamilton takeover of Wilding Tausch, I've never seen a player at the University of Wisconsin play the way Johnny Davis did. Because with all due respect to everyone else on that team, with not much respect, he carried that whole thing. That team is not an NIT team without Johnny Davis. And so what Johnny Davis did is remarkable. No, they're not. I mean, yeah. no, I know, I know. I was just curious if you he's, agreed. He's definitely. I mean, he was the straw that stirred the drink last year, and you saw what it looked like <laughs> without him. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we did, and it was great. Yeah, and it's not. Look, that's a compliment to Johnny mm-hmm. because what he, his orbit made life easier for everyone else. Now I. I'm bullish on the future of the Badgers. I like some of the young guys coming forward. I think they moved off some guys. It'll be good. So that'll be a good thing for the Badgers. So I do think that this team going forward does have a good future. So I'm not trying to dunk on them 
for this basketball team. I'm just saying that last year's team with Johnny Davis, his orbit of talent made life easier for everyone, and that's rare in college basketball. And I think that's a skill, uh, along with his bucket getting, that will translate to the NBA. What do you make of the assertion there from Ben, though, that he's more significant to the grand scheme of Badger basketball than a guy who went ninth overall and was a national player of the year in Frank Kaminsky? So I think Johnny Davis won. We all can agree he was National Player of the Year caliber. Like he won a, a, a different one, not yeah, the main he, one. Yeah, he so, didn't yeah, win the absolutely. main one. So like the, he was definitely great. Uh, one of the big differences that I find though is like Johnny Davis. He's he's a guard. You know what I mean? He puts the ball on the floor. He creates openings. And nothing against Frank, but Frank. Frank was down low. He got the ball in the post and then worked the guy down low, and he would either get contact and go to the line, or he would make the shot down by the rim. And they're they're very different. Guards, in my opinion, tend to be a little more flashy, and I think it's more interesting to watch. So to see Johnny go 10 and then potentially go to the next level, and who knows what he, what his potential is at the next level. But, you know, Frank is kind of a... Sixth man, kind of, coming off the bench. He doesn't really start for the Suns. If we can see a good starter and, you know, semi-star, maybe even superstar in Johnny Davis, it's going to give a lot of cred to Wisconsin University for also being able to develop, you know, some of these, like, flashier blue blood caliber players. We can bring them into Wisconsin and get you ready for the draft and get you a lottery pick if, uh, if you've got the talent. So I think it really... It bodes well for Wisconsin. It bodes well for Johnny and what he's doing. And then just, you know, Wisconsin overall is just really going to benefit from this. Badger basketball has not had a standout star in the NBA since Devin Harris. Yeah. Oh, man, did I love watching Devin Harris. A long time ago. That was 2004, 2005 when he was. So Devin Harris got drafted. He he was a first-rounder, right? Do you know, Jesse? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure he was. Let me look it up real quick. He was very curious where he went because he was definitely first round. He was one of my all-time favorite. He went to Dallas first round, I believe, fringe lottery, if not a lottery pick there, um, and had a run there in Dallas from for about six years, where he averaged you know yeah. fifteen and five at least, fifteen and seven almost for points and, and assists. Devin Harris was the fifth thank overall yeah, thank pick, you. lottery the- pick. 2004 NBA draft. Lottery pick. Number five? Yeah. So he's the highest the Badgers ever been drafted. Mm -hmm. Wow. Devin Harris was real good. I thought it was Frank actually at nine, so this is... Nope. Johnny's trying to be the, the most impactful Badger since Devin Harris. Yeah. And it's not going to take a lot. Frank is a nice rotational player. Right. But Frank's also in this league, and we can get to Pat Baldwin a little bit later, he's tall and he can shoot. Yeah, which is a that's a, and they're both very good shooters. And Baldwin might even project to be a better shooter than Frank. That's more of a you're a unicorn skill, right? Johnny, much like Devin, Devin for a while was a playmaking guard on a very good team. If Johnny can do that, Johnny's going to bring a lot of attention to Badger basketball in a very good way. Uh, we'll take your calls on Matt's boat. Uh, we're still taking suggestions on that. Uh, we are also uh, taking your toast to the weekend, so continue to put in those, and uh, we'll pick our favorite at the end of the show and give away a bottle of Central Standard Pour Ready Cocktail. And uh, we'll get to some Packer talk a little bit later. This is Rutledge and Hamilton's takeover of Wilde and Tausch on ESPN Wisconsin.